Coming to you live from Parkview Studios. Nope. We're in a Beachview Studios. The Loft. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast for two brothers coming together to just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Why would you say you were ready if you just clearly weren't ready? <laughs> I said, are you ready? Yep. Okay. Three, two, start. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> All right. Welcome in to the wrong place. Here's my podcast. Oh, my gosh. We have so much to talk about today. Do we? Yeah, I feel like we do. I'm kind of still mad at you from last week. What did I do last week? You, like, tanked our podcast. I was so mad. Dude, I was so mad. I couldn't have had possibly... Ten minutes before we went on air, the Miami Dolphins... What did we do last week? They went to the playoffs. I was excited. I thought we were going to talk about it. And, and we instead... got banned from TikTok all in a swarm of six minutes. We, we scored 11 total points and I got banned from and TikTok. Was ma- I was just, I was so just sitting on a couch, like, just so awkwardly, just like... <laughs> I had nothing to say. I was like, okay. Well, don't worry. Things are changing this week because I'm still mad. Did you look? Oh, I know. I just just saw that. (laughs) Did you go back and listen to our podcast last week? No, I didn't even care about it. Yeah, that's that's when you know it's a bad episode when you don't you don't even listen to it. Don't care about it. How do you expect other people to listen to our podcast when you put out that kind of performance? How many times do you don't care if anyone ever hears this podcast? Then why do you care about your TikTok getting deleted? It's the principle. I don't understand why I'm not allowed to have social media accounts. Because you're a Nazi. <laughs> I'm not. How don't you know this by now? <laughs> I swear I'm not. You're probably so mad at Martin Luther King Day. No, I like you Martin Nazism. Day. Also, can we talk about the statue? Oh my god, the one in Boston? Is that the worst statue ever created? People keep saying it looks like a penis, which I don't agree with. No, I think it's uh, ridiculous. I thought that too, until you see the picture of the one angle. Did you see the, the angle? From my perspective, every image I see, it just looks like two hands holding a a giant log of shit. So it does look like that as well. I am confused as to what the giant log of shit that's being held is supposed to represent. I think it's racist to me. It just seems like something that if I were a person of color, I'd be offended by. No. So it's supposed to be, you know, the embrace, which... The embrace of what? A giant pile of shit? That's what I don't understand. Well, is, so this is what, right? It's supposed to be this picture... Which, oh, where'd it go? Is, am I missing, is that a famous picture of them, like, did, is that a famous picture? Because that's what it's supposed to be. Okay, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, no, it's, it's perfect. That's, that's it's nice. exactly yeah. that. Cool. But, like, what's the point of putting that in the middle of Boston? Why not just put their heads on it? Yeah, because now it's It's like, Martin Luther King. Because it looks... Like, are we embarrassed of his head? Like, put his like, head on it. Because, like, from a, every other angle... It kind of looks like two hands holding a large lock. No, hold on. You got, I got to find this one. This angle, I definitely see more penis than log of shit right, in this see. angle. All right, let me see if I haven't seen this angle yet. The one on the bottom. I mean... That's pretty... It looks... That's pretty... Uh, it definitely doesn't look like... It doesn't look like... Nice statue. Okay. <laughs> If you would have just put their heads on it, I could see from like that one straightaway shot where if you were had the photo right next to it, you compare it to the two, you'd be like, they did a great job. That's the other problem with like <laughs> when you're creating. I'm not an artist, but 
when you're creating the statue, I feel like you should kind of take into like what's we're it putting look it like from all angles. We're gonna put it in an open space so you could see a 360 view of it. What will two arms embracing look like at well, all angles? Well, that's clearly definitely a factor when it comes to what makes a statue good or not. Because like, think about the Georgia Guidestones. Like the intricacies in that statue. No matter where you are, like, there's very cool. The sun reflecting yeah. through this, you get a secret code that's a shadow on the ground. If this you, is no secret code. If you t- look at it from upside down, it actually is eleven stick figures. Like I don't know, there's a bunch of shit like that. This is just bad. But this is like, if you look at it from one specific angle, it's perfect. But at all the other angles, it looks very weird and not but good. It's kind of like a joke, right? Like. A good joke doesn't need to be explained. A good statue doesn't need to be like, well, no, it's... See this picture of them? It's supposed to be that. When you go watch... When you go to Florence to see David, it's not... You don't need to explain to why it's an impressive statue. It's like, oh my god. A 24-year-old sculpted this? I need to kill myself. Like, I just don't understand. Like, if I'm picturing Martin Luther King Jr. in my head, I I don't think that picture of him hugging... I'm assuming that's his wife, Credit Scott King. Isn't it Curtis Curtis Scott King? Is that his? I have no idea. Did I just make that up? No, it sounds right. I don't imagine (laughs) that picture, though. I've never seen that picture in my life. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of, like, statues and monuments and taxpayer dollars, this is what I wanted to start the podcast with anyway. Uh, I have a great example of what my... Like, what... Just things that trigger me. You know, like... Yes, last week I was triggered because our TikTok account was canceled. But I feel like a big criticism you have of me is that, like, I don't get emotional or upset about certain things. Like, I don't have a strong enough, like, enough passion. But I say that my passions are just in different places that you think are weird. Like, I've always been passionate about politics. And you know that. Pokemon. But nowadays, well, yes, I'm Pokemon. But nowadays, like, politics isn't something I'm passionate about. It just, like, it drives me crazy. But here's one of the things that, like, it just sums up everything. Like, why I get the way I get. On a road near my house, 571, if you go far enough up, they put a sign on the side of the road. And it's from the Ocean County Board of Directors or Ocean County Board of Commissioners or whoever the elected people are for Ocean County and, like, the Police Association of Ocean County or whatever. And they put this, they felt me to pay money. I'm sure it's at least $1,000. Like, it's not some cheap sign. You know, it's a nice big sign that's on the side of the road. And it says, Welcome to Ocean County. Like, small up at the top. And then the big block letters that it's like the main point of the sign says, Hate has no home here. And I fucking hate that! Well, then you can't live there. So. Not exactly! Hate has no home there. You can't live there now. Now you who, have to move. Who is that sign for? Why do they feel the need? Whose permission did they get? Why is it on my roadway? All my tax... How many cents of my money went towards it? I want it back? I don't want that sign there. It's stupid. It's just a stupid thing to say, and the government shouldn't be saying stupid shit like that. It's not the government's job to regulate how much hatred is in their land. Frankly, it's none of their fucking business how much hatred you hold in your heart. You can hold hatred towards anyone you want. And whether or not you do or not is none of my goddamn business. But when I'm driving down the road, and I'm being reminded by the government to be kind to each other, I think it's a big fucking waste of money, and a big indication of where the priorities of the people in charge are. They're moral police, 
And they're and I know this is probably a lot to spew on just like one little road sign about. No, I get it. About hatred. I get it wholeheartedly. It's the way exactly way I feel about the in this home we believe science is real. Like those like, what are you those signs about? aggravate me. Like I wanna I wanna punch a hole <laughs> in their like, door. Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, no, I agree. So like I saw this sign the other day and my initial reaction is just like I live in a county where it's just a landmass. It's just a, a place. And I need to be lectured at by the place as to like how to live my goddamn life? Just stop it. Well, here's, here's the way I think we, we should kind of tackle this going forward. I think the government needs to be more like uh, the public school system. Where it's like, no, we're a public school system. We can recognize that religion exists. But when you're here, we don't talk about it. (laughs) You're a township. We can acknowledge that there's this overarching political theater that goes on in our country. With this left, right, hate, no hate, all this garbage. You don't fucking talk about it. You don't acknowledge it. You don't put it on any signs. Because there's really, frankly, no need. Just like if the sign was also like, woke doesn't live, like... We don't like anything like that. Also, shouldn't be on the sign. Yeah, the sign should just be "Welcome to Ocean County." Yes, enjoy it. Even that, I don't really want. But like, honestly, I guess we have to have that. Like, I guess at some point we decided we need to welcome you to different borders when you cross over them. That's fine. No, you know what? I think you're right. Get rid of those. (laughs) Like, why do we need those signs? But okay, if we have to have those signs, can they at least not be preachy? Can they not be some liberal dipshit putting their stupid fucking slogans on it? Like, it makes me also, nuts. who are they? <laughs> Who's in charge? Who Ocean are they to County? say they hate Ocean County? Ocean County is pretty red county. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the state. What were they thinking? Well, the, and that's the thing. Like, the implication is that, like... Alright, oh, there's no party affiliation for hatred. But we all no, know where we all know what there the is. message is. It's like I get it. If you're not a liberal, I'm not a liberal, I hate, hate everybody. everybody. And you know what? I do. I do, I hate that shit. I hate liberals. Yeah, I hate liberals. <laughs> oh my god. I hate whoever put that sign up. <laughs> yeah, whoever put that sign on the road. It's the same reason though, I hate when I watch the NFL and I see uh like in the end zone and end says, racism. End racism. Like, like who are you? Fuck? Who are you, NFL? Like, get out of my face! Don't how, tell me to end racism. How is that ending racism? What do you think is Thanks, happening? NFL. You think there's a racist watching your football game, just angry at all the players, and then like there's a touchdown is scored and he sees. Wait, what is that? What does that say? Is that <laughs> end zone say end racism? I guess it shouldn't be racist, honey. We need to stop being racist right now. The NFL has told me. It's fucking dumb. But that's just because we live in a dumb world now. But hatred is just an emotion. Like hatred is just a human. It's it's no. It's the opposite of love. So like, what were we saying? Like, there's there can be no suffering in Ocean County. Like anything negative or bad can't take place in Ocean County. You know, like how it's like this thing where if you say you hate something, like growing up, your your parents were probably like. That's not nice. That. We don't I, hate yeah, I know. things. I try not to hate things. I try to say that too. Fuck that, dude. Hate. Sometimes awesome. you just hate something. Hate is awesome. Hate is like one of the best emotions we have as like humans. The capacity to love is incredible. It's an it's an amazing thing that we have that maybe other species don't. Uh, so is hate. So Hate's they, fucking cool. It helps you understand what you don't want to be involved. Like, with. I yesterday, 
while Josh Allen is throwing the ball. I, I just be like, I fucking hate him. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. It's a fun emotion that I get to have. <laughs> like, I hate the Bengals. For no reason. I tweeted it yesterday. I don't know why I hate them. There's no reason. People but I that, do. That scooping score they had. No, that was retarded. <laughs> like, legitimately, never seen anything like it. It was the stupidest thing ever. And then, like, the flags, they don't call on that play. Also, this isn't a sports podcast, but... And this might be a bad thing to say on MLK Day, so maybe we take this out. <laughs> Tyler Huntley looks just like Lamar Jackson. He's got the same haircut and everything. Is that why the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar Jackson? I don't know. It's the weirdest thing to me. It's like, why does your backup quarterback look exactly like your starting quarterback? So I just was bothered by that sign. No, I don't blame you. I'm, I'm in agreement And, like, it with comes you. with the sign, like, so, like, every level of our government, like, we, you're just saying, oh, you know, ignore the stuff that goes on. Like, from, it's also infuriating. Like, we had to, remember when Mar-a-Lago got raided? We were all literally on a walk together. I think we were recording a podcast. Yeah. we were. That was the one time we tried to do a mobile podcast. It didn't really work. <laughs> but that, like, during the podcast, Trump got raided. And, like, you, that was so infuriating. But then you fast forward, and you don't think you could possibly get more annoyed. But then Joe Biden's got documents at his house, and you have to listen to the people in charge and in power and in control of all of our systems and who have, like, the political... Not just, like, the people in direct control. I'm talking more about, like, your friends and family who support the people in control, mm-hmm. who parrot the lines of all the media and propaganda in the country. Who then will try and explain to you why it's not a big deal and why you're overreacting. It's like, how can anyone wake up in this country and see a road sign that says, hate has no home here, and be like, yeah. Because doesn't everyone feel some sense inside of them of like really dissatisfaction that leads you to hate the people who rule you? Like, don't we all feel that? Even if it's against Trump because you're a Democrat, don't you... Isn't it dishonest to be a liberal to put the hate? They hated Trump. Exactly. Like, so hate, hate has no home. Hated. Hate has a home if you hate Donald Trump, I would imagine. So that's just, it's so annoying. Like everything generates hatred in our lives. Like the, the way that your television is given to you, your news information is given to you, the way my hat is sticking to itself right now tells me that my daughter did something to this. It's so gross. Um... Maybe it's a stitch. Maybe it's stitch. Oh, it so is a stitch. Oh, okay. I thought, so it, like, I thought it was like a stays, jelly bean. No, it's right. supposed to be like so it stays folded. <laughs> Perfect. But all those things are designed to generate anxiety and fear and like at least disturbance in your life. So like you're not allowed, but you're not allowed to hate. And if you feel any hatred, hatred is what motivated the Revolutionary War to take place. Like it was literally a hatred of the British government. <laughs> that, hatred? That led to our freedom. So like... Sometimes you need to hate something. You probably, I bet hatred is like the the sole reason why most good things exist. Think about like, <laughs> think about like a washing machine. Someone that probably exists. Like, I go to this fucking <laughs> river with this stupid board and I just rub it. All There's got to be a machine that'll do this. I hate doing this. Yeah. Man, I hate traveling cross-country in my covered wagon. I Thomas, need an engine. Yes, Thomas Edison was like, I fucking hate that it's dark and I can't get my work done as soon as the sun goes down. we got to invent something that fixes yeah. it. It is a motivating factor. It's a huge motivating factor. 
But maybe they love doing laundry so much they just wanted to increase productivity. No. Love, motivated by love. love is not motivating. It can be. Love is too comforting. But I think... <laughs> but I think... The variety of hatred is definitely more, more motivating. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm glad you relate. That's why we have this podcast. To reaffirm our... Well... Our ridiculous points of views. Um, last couple months ago, Shane Gillis put out a um, like a special with his like writing partner, like a skit show, and it was like a it was just all their skits, but they were like doing it live, and then they would cut to them, and they legitimately wrote a skit where it was just a lawn with a bunch of lawn signs on it, and they just added voices for the the signs, and it was. So funny. And they had that sign the in this house, we believe. Hate has no home here. There's, like, a MAGA sign. And it's, like, really funny to, like, imagine. Like, because it's not what the signs say. It's what you automatically know about the people in that house mm-hmm. from your sign. And that now is you're just driving on your street. I- and you go, oh, the people who run this county think the, the way I... I really wish they didn't. And not because it's it's bad. It's a great thought. Hate shouldn't have a home here. Wonderful. Cool. I'm sure it's from a good spot. But you know what? Your decision making is really poor. And as a county, I, I prefer that. that my tax dollars go to important things. And I don't think that science would. How much, how much extra money did they spend getting those letters engraved on there? It's funny because it's like a... It's not like a billboard, but it's not like a regular... It's like a wooden sign, right? No, it's like a... It's like a street sign. It's almost as if you took like a large... Like you shrunk down a billboard to the size of like that. three of your TVs, like blown it. Like it's... Oh, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. And it just sits on the side of it. But it looks like maybe it's on wheels, like maybe it can move or like it can get attached to a truck and be driven to a different spot to show people where hate doesn't have a home. Hate doesn't have a home here. Hate, hate has, has no home, home here, I think. So. Alright, what can we do with those letters? It's a lot of H's. Do I think we could just go up to the sign and just cross out a word or <laughs> add a letter? Hate has a home here. It's crazy. Bothered me. Um, so there was all that. And uh, we talked about the Dolphins. Yeah, what else did you want to talk about? I only wanted to talk about the Dolphins today. We, did, we covered that. And I just I just feel really good about our loss. All right, then I guess we're last good. Night, last night before bed, I um, just watched the highlights of the game. Just to relive it. It felt pretty good. It would have been nice to... I know. I couldn't imagine what I would be feeling for a win. Could have won that game. How would we have ever beaten the Chiefs if we'd beaten the Bills? We'd have been so on cloud nine. Skyler, baby. It's right. so dumb to think the NFL won't, wouldn't have let Tua play. Well, well. All right, that's it? I think I'm good. All right. All right.
Welcome to After the Squirt Sports, a sports podcast brought to you by the Brothers Ketchup. I'm Frankie Biazzi, and with me is my brother. Um, we're here today on a joyous... I, I, listen, this is gonna... All of this is gonna sound very loser talkish. It's very loser mentality. But man, I've been walking around today as if, as if I had won a Super Bowl. Like, I was walking around today and I was... It's... Look. Like, most of the time during the regular season... After a Dolphins win, I feel pretty good. I know, we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> and after a loss, I'm embarrassed. I stay away from, like, all all media. Not today. No, today, I was feeling good. I was feeling good about that loss, which is why it sounds very loser talkish. But the Miami Dolphins showed more heart yesterday than they had shown ever. Than I've been watching. Yeah, I don't know about ever. <laughs> that I've been watching, ever. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm just glad we got to see a game where, like, I didn't come away from it wanting everyone fired. Like, everyone, you pretty much got a game where you can walk away and be like, alright, let's run it back. Yeah. I mean, people are people are crazy for Boyer's head. I know you wanted Boyer fired before the game, but I think you've cooled off. I think the last three weeks of the season into that game, I'm good with just running it all back. You, because I didn't want to buy the whole team was injured thing, because I do think Boyer's scheme was the issue, not necessarily the injuries. But, I don't know. The game was awesome, and we showed heart. So, like, Boyer's defense... The, the My biggest problem with the defense all year wasn't necessarily... Because I think last year's defense, this is the issue. Like, last year's defense was very similar to this year's defense. It's not like they were that much worse this year than last year. It was just last year we got a ton of turnovers. This year we didn't. And then you saw in a game like yesterday what, what happens when we get turnovers. So, I don't know. It was just a, a weird season. It makes you... I, you know what I liked? I, I watched... Shout out to Big O. I watched his post-game. I watched a lot of... He pissed me off. He was the only one who like legitimately pissed me off. Not I didn't like he, what he was saying about Skyler. Talking about, oh, Skyler showed something and improvement. And he looked great. What? I think it's relative to like what Skyler is and the expectations. I think he was... I think Skyler played well enough to put you in the position you were in in that game. Which is great. Based on what it could have been. We've been in that position before. I've seen Matt Morris play that game. I've seen Pat White play that game. I've seen Chad Pennington play that game. I've seen Chad Henney play that game. It usually ends brutally. And with a lot of a lot of disappointment and anger. So like Skylar Thompson was able to to steer the ship yesterday in a way that gave us a chance at the end of the game. Now what I liked what, about Big O, why I brought Big O up, is because I think he's echoed something that I've been saying for a few weeks. That McDaniels cost you games this year. Just by nature of his coaching style and his who he is. He's a young head coach who doesn't have 
everything together yet. Yeah, Big O said he's not a good game day coach. Right yet. now, he's not. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is because it's so rare in the NFL that coaches call the plays. And it's even more rare when you're a rookie head coach who has no head coaching experience. And you're like, I'm going to I'm going to call the and plays. And it's even more rare when you're someone who's never called head who's never called plays at any level. Well, he called plays in San Francisco. I don't think he did. I don't no, he think didn't. he was the primary play caller in San Francisco. I think he was last year. So or... to take on all those responsibilities and then to be like, okay, well, I'm now going to be the also the play caller. It's hard. So like when the constant issue of like not getting the play calls in on time happen all throughout the year, and then it's the reason why you lose yeah, the game well, yesterday. Like so that's a big issue. Now I don't think it's the reason you lost the game. I mean, but it's a big contributor. It's a reason factor. why the game didn't con- continue. You lost that going game. Anymore. You lost that game yesterday for a variety of reasons. Yes, but like at fourth and one with a minute thirty left in the game, you, you have can't the football. Be in a huddle. But here's the thing. So here's where I'm confused about the way this works. Also, the fact that Amanda has the audacity to play a podcast in the bath <laughs> is crazy. I'm like a little rattled right now. Um, uh, what was I even saying? Oh, I was under the impression that the communication channel from Coach to quarterback in huddle. Cuts off at, like, 17 seconds. Yeah. What could they be doing in the huddle from 17 to 4 seconds? There's not, it's not like McDaniel's calling the play then. He can't be. The, the, the line yeah, is cut off. But there's gotta so be, what is Skyler doing? But there's got to be something that... What's going on in that huddle? Listen, there's got to be something that goes... It's not just Skyler. This has been a constant issue with every All quarterback year. that's played quarterback for this yes. head coach. We've watched... Uh, listen... In every single game this year, every single one, I don't think there's a game where we didn't get either a delay of game or had a call timeout because play clock was expiring and we were calling a play. That was the first thing they said on part of my take this morning. I was excited to hear what they were saying. It was like the thing they said about the Dolphins. Is like, I've never seen a team flirt with a delay of game more than the Dolphins. We that was all year. That wasn't are, just yesterday. Every play will come in with five seconds left. Now, I, you're it's right crazy. with the communication channels, but I think it has to do with, like, I think maybe if a regular NFL team, like the clock starts at forty, and the coach is in the headset saying, "All right, we're going to do this, this, and this," and what do you think? And the quarterback comes back and says, "Let's do this." And I'm like, okay. Well, I think with McDaniel, it's like, well, I think we could do this, this, and this, so, and then, but what if we do this instead? And then, like, actually, we're going to do this. So I don't think it's. And that. then it cuts off, and it's like, oh fuck, what are we going? With? I don't think it's that. I think it's actually. I noticed it. All year when he's doing his press conferences. I watched last year with Flores. I didn't watch any of his press conferences because he's boring and he said the same thing over and over again. This year, I watched almost every single Mike McDaniel press conference. I like hearing him talk, but he's very long-winded. You can ask him, how was your day? And you're going to get a 15-minute answer on it. And we've seen it in games where when they're primetime games... And he gets asked when he's going to the locker room, like, oh, what's what's second half adjustment? Every coach in the world goes, yeah, we just need to play better, play harder, and uh, make some plays. And Mike McDaniel's giving you, like, this real long, like, well, you know, this happened, so I want to do this. I think he's just doing that in the headset. Like, I think he's giving these long-winded explanations of the play call, and it's like, well, just call the play. And he may be. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter. 
Like you just gotta not do that. You Listen, fix that. I agree, but there's I'm, a lot of I things can't defend that. There's a lot of things that he does. Now we lost that game, but had we kicked a field goal or scored a touchdown instead of not converting that fourth down, you would say, "Oh, you know, Sean McDermott really cost him that game because of the two Dude, timeouts the two time he called." Were that, brutal. But like McDaniel's were in, on the verge of making two terrible decisions that I was second guessing in real time. You worked more on board with those decisions than I was in real time. To go for it, and instead of punting, and then to not kick a field goal, so and then kick a field goal. So here's where, with those decisions, I can't tell if McDaniel's like really committed to those decisions, and then like backs off of them once <laughs> he, he gets like a second. Result. But like he's done that multiple times. He did it against the Jet game, where it's like he's almost like tr- I don't know if it's if he's doing it on purpose to trick the other, but he's done it enough now where like he is baiting the other coach into calling a timeout, wasting clock time, and then just doing the thing that everyone was like, "Oh, you should have just done that anyway." It's like is it a strategy or is it he can't be or a strategy. You like, ran the plays in both scenarios. The play was somehow the refs were bizarre yesterday. The play was run, and then it whistled. That's the only reason why I'm believing the <laughs> his excuse about that fourth and one, that they thought it was a first down, and they had to change out personnel. Because the, the refs were crazy yesterday. In terms of like what they were doing with... They let every delay of game, or every false start, everything was like... They were allowing the snap to go off, and they were letting quarterbacks get hit on both sides. There was no real controversial thing the refs did yesterday that I was super mad about other than the way the game ended. Like, that whole... Now, I don't think we really deserve to get the ball back. So, like, whatever. You give them the first down. But, like, we don't play football that way. Like, we don't just say, just give it to them. So, like, when Tony Romo and Jim Nance are yapping their stupid heads off in the booth and they're like... Well, obviously he's short, but there's not clear evidence to overturn it. Like, that was driving me insane. Because it's an oxymoron. It's like, it's not obviously he's short. Obviously he was short. Anyone who watched that play knew he was short. I mean, I don't know. From the one camera angle, obviously he's short. When they finally went to that camera angle. The most you could say is that there are some camera angles that look like he might have got there. Correct. But then the one camera angle... from the far pylon that looks directly across, and that pile never gets to that but there's mark. there's obvious evidence that he did, did not, not get yes. there. Like, yes. if you watch it in real time, and then you see all the camera angles, and you look at where the ball is and where he stops, he's about a half a yard short. Yeah. So, like, maybe they go for it, and they get it, and that's it. Maybe they don't. Maybe we get the ball back. Maybe they punt it. Here's... Listen, but that's how it, the game. Tony Romo continued. started off his broadcasting career as this like beloved, like he's the best broadcaster there is, and like over time, people have grown to like he's pretty terrible. Like he's really not that good at what he does. But the thing that was driving me crazy about him yesterday was he has. I feel like he's got no conviction. Like he's making a, a stance on like what he thinks a call should be or like the thing is. And then if it turns out to be the other way, he's very quick to be like, yep, yeah, just what I said. And I'm like, no, you didn't. 
Because he was very strong. I'm like, he's short. He's short. He's short. And he was saying, like, you, he's obviously short. He wasn't saying, like, oh, I don't think they're going to overturn this. And then when it stands, he's like, yeah, it's just not clear enough, I guess. And not, but he didn't even say the I guess. He was just like, yep, not clear enough, can't do it. Um, coming out of the half yesterday when the Bills had the ball before we when we stripped, like, literally immediately before the On the first sack. play. Was it the strip sack play? or the pick? I think it was a strip the strip sack. The strip sack. The Eric Rose and Sealer He literally is going, and now is about time when Josh Allen's going to take off and... Yeah, and then gonna gonna really show who he is. Yeah, well, he goes. He really gets trips. He goes. All right, the first half, the Dolphins <laughs> threw the kitchen sink at them. They know what they're gonna do now. They can really, they can really uh, expect expect the Bills to like run away with this now. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> it's like, uh, Dolphins have a lead. You dingus! It was crazy to have a lead twenty four twenty. I mean, it would have been nice to win that game, but like, I think it's if hard we not play, to be positive. If we play that game a hundred times. I think we only get that outcome, like, once. Where, like, you play a really close game, have a chance to win, and don't win. Why do you keep putting your eyebrow? Because you have a really long long hair, and I'm, like, staring at it. It's like I'm noticing it. Like, it's, like, hanging in my You can, like, see it. (laughs) You, like, count Olaf, your eyebrow. One long eyebrow. Like, try to pull it out. Now, here's... Here's... What I really liked about yesterday... Was I haven't had that much fun watching a game all year. That was That's like, the best part. I had so much fun being at your house, watching that game. We were laughing. It was exciting. It was fun. The only game that was more fun than that all year was the Ravens game. Yeah. And it wasn't. And the Ravens game wasn't more fun. The Ravens game was just fun. also fun. I'm hoping what that does for me as a fan is... Because I've never experienced that as a Dolphin fan before. I've experienced the playoffs, but like, that was... Like getting taken behind the woodshed, like and that wasn't like that's not fun. Like, but that's what I think that's what made it fun because like we everyone kind of expected that yeah. to happen, except for us. Like we've been saying all week, like we should be close. But I yeah. still went into that game expecting to lose, only because of the and injuries. expecting the embarrassment. But that goes to show that this team's actually kind of solid. Like you get the you get the guys you miss back. If you had Agba and Brandon Jones and like. You're telling me if you didn't have Brandon Jones, Ogba, and two, like, that's it. Just those three. Not even a, t- a healthier Tehran. Leave Tehran the same. Leave what the about O-line the, the same. whole O-line? But leave the O-line the exact same. I still think you win that game with just, like, two more healthy guys. Yeah, probably. But, like, your entire running back room is injured. Like, it's crazy. What about what about that that call, looking back on it, is probably the most aggravating. Which one? The defenseless receiver with Ogba. What the heck is that? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> That that didn't get called because the ball, <laughs> the ball was there. Like, so, like he tried to. I know it. he tried to take his head off. But, like the ball got in the way, so it's fine. The Dolphins didn't get any calls yesterday. Well, we didn't get any calls, but we did get lucky. We had the two, the Dawson Knox touchdown that he wasn't a touchdown because the ball hit the ground. But that's just how it should be. That's yes, not, correct, that's correct. not getting lucky. We got lucky. He didn't hold on to that ball, <laughs> and then the deep shot. That, 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 that Shakir drop Shakir yeah. that he didn't hold Shakira on to. Dropped. Those were huge because that turned that went from a huge gain to a punt. But it's not like we were getting like they fouled Christian Wilkins for nothing. Yeah, that was crazy. to negate a huge. Would have added fifteen yards. To I a can't huge believe play. they didn't like throw out the guy. Yeah, I mean, like because isn't their whole thing keeping they don't ripped his helmet off. Besides, like player safety, but like. I feel like the NFL is really big on keeping players. Like, once they go to the ground, 
that's when like a lot of injuries can happen. So they don't like that. Like they don't they don't care that he just was. He got pushed to the ground, and then a third Bills player just <laughs> jumps like on jumps on top. That's crazy. That guy should be thrown out of the league. <laughs> Oh, man. So, like, yeah, we don't ever get this kind of calls. How excited are you for next season? Like, what is – does yesterday increase your excitement for next season? I Like I said, I think that it just makes me more confident that we can run it back with everyone who's in place now and get a good idea of where we are. Like, And that's all we could really ask for because for the last 20 years, the biggest problem year in and year out is, like, we don't really know what, what to, we are. Yeah. Are we good? Are we terrible? We're usually in between. Which direction are we headed? Backwards or forwards? Probably in the well, same spot. So like, it'd be nice to know next year with Boyer and McDaniel and Greer. If at the end of the year we're better, we're going in the right direction. If at the end of the year we're worse, we got to start over. Well, that's what's cool. It's like McDaniel showed enough now where it's like, you'll know pretty quick if he's real or not next yeah. year. Um, but I want to touch on that. So, you said it, right? Like, he cost you some games, and the the play calling, like, getting that call in, sure, I agree. It's a bad thing. It's, it's a valid criticism, and he needs to get better at that. Yeah. But I saw Dolphins fans talking about, like, McDaniel needs to lose his job. No, and Dolphins what, fans are idiots. And, like, <laughs> how much better Flores is, and it's like... What are you talking about? Flores, people who Flores say that are not proved, Dolphins fans. Flores proved he couldn't get this team up for a big game. Exactly. McDaniel got this team up for a massive game where they were massive underdogs. Flores would have had every guy on that field like shitting their pants, and the second it was seventeen nothing, they would have. What was the biggest? What was the biggest Flores complaint first time here that he was utterly embarrassing against the Bills? He got embarrassed by the Bills. We played the Bills three times this year and lost by an average score of three, and we won one of the games. Man, you know what would have been cool. We would beat the Bills yesterday. <laughs> McDaniel's. I, that's what I like about McDaniel. I think he, I think he really does have a good. He's a good coach. So like, yeah, I like man. That. I like that we I have think, a good coach that gets our, our team up for games and like has really elevated the floor of the team. I don't think Frank Smith is going anywhere as our OC. Like I think, like I don't think he's going to get a job somewhere. He got a year under his belt as OC with Mike McDaniel. Everyone's a little more comfortable. I would love it next year, in the beginning of the year. Let's start the season allowing Frank Smith to call the plays. I don't think that'll happen. I think McDaniels, his whole thing is that he likes to call the plays. I, I do too, but I think he's like good enough to like... Like I think he can get Frank Smith like on the same page of like. But I, he doesn't want him on the same page. He just wants to call it. He thinks it's fun. But then, like, don't be the head coach. <laughs> but that's why it's good that. Like, Boyer that's stays. not your job. Like your job then isn't. But that's why it's good that Boyer stays because Boyer's literally like the head coach of the defense. Super humble guy, just does his thing with his guys. Like that's why Boyer's good. Boyer was as crucial. Now Boyer costs us. A lot this year. <laughs> yeah. I agree with a lot of the criticisms toward Boyer. You know I do. Yeah. But my whole thing with Boyer is that, like, I just don't think the idea that you get rid of Boyer and you bring in another defensive coach with the players we've brought in specifically for this defense and you're going to get a result that's, like, drastically better than what we saw this year. This defense does depend on, like, 
turnovers, but you have really explosive defensive players that like just like hardworking defensive players. Guys like Sealer and Van Ginkle and Baker Wilkins and I mean Wilkins now is like another step above. Like Wilkins and Xavier Howard are like stars, but like it's the guys who aren't stars that makes this defense work. The Brandon Jones and the. And the Raekwon Davis. Duke Riley yesterday Duke made, Riley. made like Duke Riley's a nobody. <laughs> yeah. These are the guys that make Cater Kohu. The reason why they Dude, make Cater Kohu defense work is because what Boyer does really well is he clearly gives everyone jobs. And he says to you, Here is your job on this play. Do your job and the play will work. So that's the criticism <laughs> on Boyer though. Is like some of these jobs that he's giving out are too much. Okay. Like, so Baker's, like, Baker's <laughs> job is, like, do everything. And yeah. Jerome Baker's like, I'm not that good. No, but Jerome Baker's job isn't do everything. Jerome Baker's job is on some plays to do things he's really good at, but on other plays, sometimes he has to cover really explosive tight and ends. Then, like, that's the hard. other thing, too, like Xavier Howard, right? Like, you're asking him to do the job of a guy who doesn't have two hurt groins. <laughs> but he has no one else to do that job. So everyone's like, oh, just. Well, okay, but, like... <laughs> do you want Xavier Howard not to play quarterback because he's got to play? He's got to cover someone. But so you like, could have ran like <clears throat> more shell coverages, all right. more but zones. Does that automatically work? No, but like, right. it you probably just wanted, you just want to see something different because you I, don't like when we, it doesn't work. I don't like watching. But yesterday the same it worked thing sometimes. not work. Yeah, but also it didn't work yesterday too. It worked a lot though. You also give up thirty four points. Okay. Like you did give up thirty four points. Like I would say almost twenty one of those turnovers. Twenty one of those points probably you can't really blame on the defense at all. Well, okay, so the the two Skylar Thompson picks Take them right away. Right away. That's fourteen right there. And then do we have any kick coverages? Do we have anything weird? And not all the long drives. There was the one. Cause I, I, but I don't remember the play, but I remember Tony Romo being like, Yeah, that Dolphins are worse than the league. You knew that was gonna happen at some <laughs> yeah, they point. They got like they've had some short bills. Look, it wasn't perfect. But again, with the personnel that he was running in... I do want him fired. I do want Danny Crossman <laughs> fired. Really? Yeah, like, there's no reason to keep him. Special teams was awful this year. It was the worst they'd ever been for us in the last iteration of this I like our punt team. coverage team. No. Like, when more... I like... I like the punt coverage saying, team isn't good. When they... It's hard to explain. I'm very confident in this team's ability to pin people back. We're good That's at just because you have a year. good punter. Yeah. But, but also... That, like, it could be better. But also, like, our gunners are pretty good. Uh, you're scared of improvement. You've been are hurt. Are you kidding me? No, you've been hurt. You're scared to, to take the leap to get better. No, because... you fear of getting worse. Because you, your answer to the leap to get better to you is, like, replacing parts. Just keep replacing parts, and eventually we'll build the right car. But that's not necessarily how you get things to work. Because what happens is, you've now we've been replacing parts for my decades. entire life. Decades. And we've never built a winning football We just game. have this weird <laughs> mishmash of car. Yeah. Like, this car doesn't even drive. It doesn't run. One of its tires is a triangle. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? The engine's in the trunk. Um... So like that's what my fear is. Like my fear is you'll put you'll get Vic Fangio to be the DC next year, and everyone's gonna be like, "This is so great." It would be sick though, and the defense might even be good. I think it probably would be the same. But like, but let's say it's really good. But we are still nine and eight at the end of the year. 
Well, then the conversation just shifts from like, well, we got to keep Vic Fangio because then we got to get McDaniel. Well, then you fire McDaniel, Vic Fangio's interim, and boom. That's not an answer. You bring in an offensive guru for OC. You can't just slowly transition to different teams. Like, I would love to just be able to commit to something that we know works. But that's crazy for you to say that because Stephen Ross will never do that. He's 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 about to. If he doesn't fire Boyer... He keeps the staff in place. He lets Greer run another draft. Remember, now the team is going into an offseason where we don't have a lot of cap space. We don't have a lot of draft capital. Can Greer and McDaniel put their football brains together to make this team a playoff team? Well, that's what I think. And if they can, you can start investing. Steven Ross is smart. And he is. And he is. You saw this year and you said, I think we're on the right track. I think this is the way to go. You don't fire anybody, but you let those decisions go to Greer and McDaniel. You, you say, let these two and say, if if you want Boyer gone, because you think that's what it is, fine. fine. Uh, yes. But if you I don't like think, Boyer, But I don't think that's it. I, think I don't like think Boyer. so either. So if McDaniel's like, no, I, I trust Boyer. He's my guy. Like I think he did a good job in the playoff game. I think whatever. And Boyer stays. I'm And as a fan, like I'm, going, I'm not going to be like, I can't believe we're keeping Boyer. Because I will say... Oh. Hey, we're getting Jones back. We're getting Ogba back. That's McDaniel saying, I want... We're not getting Jones back. Oh, Brandon Jones. Wouldn't it, yes. be, a, wouldn't it be interesting? Now, when we lost Ogba, it's crazy. Players like Ogba... He was having a bad year. He was having a bad year, but coming into this year, he was probably our number two or three defensive player. Five. Maybe six. Coming into the year? Oh, no, I'm saying now. Sure. I'm, what I'm saying is coming... You don't lose players like Ogba and... Don't miss it. Coming team. into the year, where would you Boyer, put Byron Jones? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Boyer really, like, for all that... Byron Jones was probably three? It would have been really easy for this team to get six wins when you use, when you lose players like Jones and Agba. Coming into the, coming into this year, your best defensive player was probably Xavier Howard. Yep. And your number two defensive player is probably Javon Holland. You can make the argument that... I don't think he was probably two yet. He only had the one season under. Yeah, but I think you can make the argument he was two. It's, it, it was captain. It was close. He's not two. He's like three or four. Yeah, he's definitely probably three or four. So Inog was right there in that conversation. Like he was the guy you paid on your D line. Like yeah. he's like this. So like players like Ogba don't go down, and you don't miss a beat very often. And like I think that that's one thing you can say. I think the D line got better when Ogba went out. But that's the crazy thing, right? Like next year you're going to be adding Ogba to this D line, and like I don't know what's going to go on with Ingram, but what? but the way that Phillips has come on, and the way that Chubb, I mean, Chubb... So here's my problem with Chubb. He didn't play great. I don't even care that he didn't play great. My problem with him is that he took snaps away from Ingram. And Ingram was balling out in the first half of the year, and then he kind of just disappeared. Chubb had a huge play yesterday. Yeah, huge. So, like, that's nice. That was the only play he's made since becoming a Dolphin. And we'll see what happens but when he comes back next year. here's the thing, though, is, like, is Chubb not getting to the quarterback? Is Okay, wish he was getting there, but also... How much is he affecting what Jalen Phillips is doing? Jalen Phillips, Phillips is, is a goddamn monster. Yeah. He and cannot be stopped. Wilkins has been a monster. And Sealer. has been a monster. I mean, we have a really good offensive I went down defensive the, line. I went there. down the Zach Sealer rabbit hole this morning. I was stalking his wife on Instagram. <laughs> I was reading everything about Zach. RG3 was tweeting about Sealer, like how good that uh, touchdown was, and like how, like how hard that is for a def- like a D lineman to like scoop and score that instead of just like falling on it. That was the height of the game. It really was. Um, and it's nice that that unit's going to be coming back. Like, we got to pay Wilkins. And you pay him every dollar he wants. And you got to make it work with the cap. 
But I wonder. Nothing, I wonder if Hawkman's gonna get cut. Like I don't know how that'll work. But... Maybe. But like, I think I think Wilkins wants to be here. I hope so. I hope we want him here. I think that I think that this has been a really great. He's one of the few first round draft picks we've had in the last twenty years. Absolutely. You. You. He was glad the start. You made the pick. He was the start of. Of this team. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I think you got to pay him. If McDaniels and Greer and Boyer stay together and they bring this unit with these players back next year, I think that the experience they gained yesterday will pay a lot of dividends. The only issue... And it'll pay dividends in next year's regular season, too. The only thing that's sad to me is that next year when we find ourselves in a wild card round matchup, whether we're the home team or the away team, if we're even there, and two is playing... It sucks that that's his first playoff game. He doesn't have the experience. He's all, that, he's the one that needs it the least. Agreed. He's played in bigger games. Listen, I'm not worried about when two gets into a big game like some people are for some reason. The dude was a high school kid out of Hawaii that showed up to the Elite 11 and blew everyone away and won it. Dude, he, he was a true freshman, 18 years old, coming into the national championship game down 17 nothing at halftime. And willed that team to a win after taking a 16-yard sack? For 30 minutes, he was taking Aaron Rodgers to the tool shed in the biggest game of the year before he got concussed and then started throwing picks to the triple coverages. It is crazy. Like, (laughs) Are we going to look back at that second half as like a total anomaly? It has to be right now. Like like that, because never mind, he's been in concussion protocol. Since that moment. For a long time now. Like way longer than his first concussion. It was a serious head injury, yeah. He sucked in that second half. I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, "What is this guy doing?" After having like literally the best half of football, I think I've seen him play as a pro. And the best, yeah, he was electric. So, and he is. He's just an electric quarterback when things are right. Did you see? You probably didn't. You probably didn't see it, but maybe you did. The Chris Kaufman tweet about it. No, what? If we would have won the Bills game, mm-hmm. Tua would not have played against Kansas City either. Okay. Apparently, there were some things at play here that were bigger than. Bigger than Dolphins, bigger than Tua. And it was just the NFL protecting themselves, and they did not want to see Tua on the field again this year. He has inside sources that were talking about it. What the fuck is that shit? They would not have allowed Tua. Regardless of if cleared or not, he was never playing against Kansas City. But, like, what other team or or player has to deal with this? Like, it's not just Tua either. Like, the Teddy Bridgewater thing still bothers me. Like, it's the one time all year I hate a Teddy player's been man. held out of a game. For no reason. It was the first play of the game. Like, it just seems like the world's always, like, why is the NFL always out to get the Dolphins? If it's not scripted, it's just incredibly mean to have, like, a league where everything is always, the, the, they're always, their first concern is it appears fair and partial and no team has to get screwed over. When the Bills had snow, how can we accommodate them? All these things. But when the Dolphins are at stake, screw the Dolphins. them over as hard as possible. We lost the draft pick. For rumors about Steven Ross. It's insanity. Listen. Two is our guy next year. He better never have a head injury again. He's never going to be allowed to play football. I kind of think we're going undefeated next year. I hope so. I think it'll be interesting to see what the team decides to do at quarterback. Like for backup? Is competition? It? Draft? Well, it's not going to be competition for Tua. Because when Tua is healthy, he'll be playing. But... I think they're you need look a competent guy who's they're not going to look get at hurt. it and be like, okay, well, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't enough, and we got to go away from injury stuff. So we need Teddy Bridgewater actively kind of killed you this you year. You need like your Flacco, 
Like the Jets had Flacco all year. That like they knew that God forbid. You know who it is. Flacco will be healthy. You know who it is, and it's it's not a health thing. Unfortunately, he's he's not the healthiest guy. I'll give you I'll give you two guesses. I don't need a guess. It's Jimmy G. Jimmy G is going to be a Dolphin next year. He will be be the backup. Because guess what? Trey Lance's will be healthy next year. Brock Purdy's the future. And they there's reports that Tom Brady and the Niners may be destined for a marriage next year. No way. So, if Tom Brady goes to the Niners, Purdy takes a seat behind him, study the GOAT, and then, hey, this is your team, Brock. Where does Jimmy G fit into that? He doesn't. Jimmy G's gone. There's no way Tom Brady's going to the Niners. Even if he doesn't, Jimmy G still does not fit on that team now. Brock Purdy killed Jimmy G after we broke his leg. So I think we're getting Jimmy G for our backup. What a crazy year. What draft picks do we have this year? What's our draft capital? I don't think we draft until the second round. And it's probably not until like the 60th pick. From 55. Somewhere in the 50s. Alright, so we have... Again. We have the... Oh my god. It's the most impossibly formatted website. It's like showing where all of our picks have gone and gone and are going for the next I just need to know years. where... Do we even have a pick in this draft? We pick... I think we don't pick until the third round. Yikes. 2022 third round. So we can't really get our team much better through the draft. Now... Then a fourth round pick. The fun thing about next year is like... We literally had two guys that we drafted We don't this have year. a first round pick in 2023 either. We have a second two-thirds... And then only a Maybe seven. they knew because they were going to get screwed next year with like having no draft capital. That's why they did what they did with Tyndall and Azukama. It'll feel like we drafted guys next year. It's like, no, oh, look, we have Channing Tyndall and we have Eric Azukama. These are our first round draft picks. I keep picks. forgetting about Channing Tyndall. He's, he's going like, to be good. He's like a player. Yeah, like he should be really good. And we just didn't we're play just, him at all. We're just going to put him next to Phillips or on the other side of Phillips? I think you're going to put him on uh, him and Baker. I think he's going to be like your every down linebacker. Stand up linebacker? I think so. Yeah, football linebacker. 20, he's only 22. Yeah, that's why we just give him a red shirt year for some reason. Because that's what you do in the he NFL. He played. He has five sacks on the year. Five, not sacks. Snaps? Tackles. tackles. Okay, I was going to say, like, he definitely... Does not have five Two sacks. Two assists. If he had five sacks in the limited time he had, no, he's, he's the best player of all time. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's stop talking about the Dolphins. Good job, the Dolphins. Of the year. Good job. We'll see you next year, whoever doesn't get fired. <laughs>